Hi everybody, it's Kirby, your favorite and only Starshot Game Master at the time of this recording. This is a quick blurb that I'm putting out there and attaching to the front of the next couple episodes to say that we have switched systems. We will be moving from the Genesis system to Cortex Plus and probably Cortex Prime when that releases. As we record these episodes fairly infrequently, and as players don't get to be at every recording due to our format, we found that we were constantly jumping through the basics of Genesis just to get to the meat of the game. It is not an overly complex system, and I personally still enjoy it, but as we weren't making the best use of the system, we wanted to find a system that still hits the narrative strides that Genesis shoots for, but was easy to pick up and refresh players on between the long breaks and recordings. Speaking of long breaks and recordings, on our end, uh, we are still looking at recording frequently, but on your end, we hope to hit a more reliable stride. That is to say, we're going to record more stuff in the few times that we get to meet up and chop it up in multiple episodes that at uh, more organically good stopping points. With this change, we'll lose some of our agility with multiple character storylines intertwining and unraveling but i think it's worth it to tell a more cohesive story and then get that story to you sooner than later that's really all the news that i have for you depending on which episode you listen to this intro on we will have a separate episode where we discuss the basics of cortex either coming out or it may already be out on your feed Though I think we do a pretty good job of talking through some of the mechanics as our players learn the ropes, you're probably going to hear that a couple of times since I do record separately with different individuals, again, due to our format of the show. Uh, but that's all the news I have. Uh, thanks for listening. Now, on to the show. Where we last left off, the two of you had just arrived back in Cromworld. Zed, I, I suppose you never really left. Uh, but at this point, Zed, as you crash into the water with, I think you gave yourself floaties. I think, uh, James, you also had generated something for coal uh, to as safety mechanisms not to plunge into the depths of Zed's brain uh, here in Cromworld. Important thing here is that you two are alive. You're away from whatever that was last episode. And Zed, you're not looking at a fleshy meat bag anymore. You're looking at another nav unit biroid, plastic and all. I'm trying to wrap my brain around. This is not me as Zed. I'm trying to wrap my brain around what is has actually happened here. Because I guess Cole's brain or mind which was connected through something else to that room has now been transported into my brain and cole being a human i'm not sure how that works yeah and our last episode the viewers got a shot of how cole's body is maybe shutting down uh the researchers back at your father's uh, research lab cole have basically smashed the big red button that says we need to abort this and get emergency personnel over here. So you don't quite know what's happening there. You feel pretty good, actually. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And well, that's good. So I think I can get back into character now. One quick note, Zed. 
I think you would notice two things. One, this is a separate entity that you don't have control over, even though this is your body, your crown world. And two, this is currently starting to already tax your processors. So with that said, <laughs> no. yeah, I need you need more RAM. RAM. You need to download more RAM. Got uh, upgrade. And with that said, what, what do you, either of you do? Okay, well, I go up to this other nav unit. Um, I guess uh, I swim over with my floaties, and and, and I go, uh, Cole, is that you? Yeah, it, it's me. I think. Okay, this this is this is not what I thought would happen. I have a question. Well, it's it's kind of. I just uh, we've never done this before. You feel okay? I feel okay. I think I'm okay. Okay, good. Because you might be dead, uh, but I'm not really sure about that. Well, I'm going to have to go for a little while, but you stay here, and we will continue our conversation and figure out what exactly has been going on. And then I pull out of my meditation pose, and I'm back in the room. Right, so you find yourself back in a room. Your internal clocks tell you that... A whole five minutes have passed, uh, despite your experiences in Cromworld and then consequently wherever the hell that other place was, right? Uh, so only five minutes have passed. And where we last left off a couple episodes back uh, with regards to you being on the Renewed is basically the you had sent a... Basically, you had sent a team to go look for Commission Representative Belvi, who has somehow gone off grid and you you just got the notification a few minutes ago that they found Belvie. Uh, so with that said, uh, now that you've pulled out of Crom World, before we explore that, Cole, I think you feel like you're being pulled in a direction as Zed winks out of existence here in Crom World and you you can actually see a thread that you feel like you could follow, but you don't have to, even even though you're feeling like a little tingling of uh, compulsion there. What do you want to do? Well, Zed told me to wait. I don't trust Zed, so I'm going to not do that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just follow my instincts and follow the thread. Okay. Uh, so uh, can I have a banana boat for my flotation device? <laughs> yeah, you have a, you're going to have a banana boat for your flotation device. Uh, but I, I guess uh, where Zed probably zoomed off on his jet ski, uh, you are paddling behind much more slowly <laughs> in your banana boat. But with that said, I think we see a digital like pixelation of Crom world as it breaks down as zed returns to the real world as it were and a moment later you find yourself in the space station and this is otherwise a very spartan office with a lot of chrome and bright lights and there is a nearby window showing you the moon of Janus itself, where the colony is, and just beyond that, the gas planet that Janus orbits. Very quickly, you would recognize that you are more than likely on the Renewed, uh, which is the space station uh, that's overseeing the construction of the generation ship that, well, had exploded the other day. 
Zed, now that you have returned to the real world, you can see Cole manifesting as his Bioroid self within the station, within your office here on the Renewed, uh, just as the doors open. And we have a couple of clones as well as Sam, your security droid. Is this Cole appear as like he's a physical bioroid? He's not a hologram or something, or, or I don't know. I guess he might be a vision. I, I guess we'll see. He appears to uh, he appears as something physical. Okay. And actually, he's he's there taking in his surroundings. He's there taking in his surroundings, and Cole, you feel a little funny as someone walks through you, uh, one of the other Bioroids, and they seem to have not noticed you. And so, Zed, you see this, and yeah. you can see Cole's form dissipate very briefly, then re rebuild itself. Uh, if you want to think, he's he's made of a bunch of pixels essentially. Uh, and so basically his form broke down to several cubes and then reformed uh, after people walked through him. Okay, uh, so I, I turned to my uh, bioroids under my command and uh, I asked them, Okay, Sam, let's hear it. What's the situation? Well, it will appear that there is an 11th floor here on the station. And when he says that it should make sense, you have a 10th floor. You have a 12th floor on the station, but you've never thought about the 11th floor. Something about this doesn't really compute for you. It really should make sense, but you've always known, oh, when I go in the elevator or when I take the stairs, you're going from the 10th to the 12th floor. There's no 11th floor. Uh, and so Sam tells you that there's apparently an 11th floor, and then he gestures to one of the clones uh, who... Uh, they both are the same clone uh, model. Uh, which is a very uh, small man, about five six, uh, steel gray eyes, and tawny skin, and essentially uh, they both look at each other norm- nervously. And they, uh, when them speaks, they say, "Well, yeah, so that's that's where our break room is, and that's where our birthing areas are." I, I guess I never noticed how there are no biroids on that floor, but, I mean, where did you all think we went at night or when we were off shift? And that's when the other clone kind of nudges him because he is very clearly being very brash with you, right? Uh, what do you say? Okay. I I want to... Uh, I, I, I believe we had that sort of, what, near-field communication, uh, and, and so I want to communicate with Sam silently, um, like, okay, I guess I'll say, did you know about this? How How is this new information for us? Sam communicating silently, uh, wordlessly, um, and I'm mostly describing this for Cole. So, uh, Cole, Byroids do have short-range communication with one another, um, which can be amplified if there's, like, a proper network on the ship, right? So or just in the area, which you're on the space station, so there is a network for longer communication. Uh, but you can have private communications with other Bioroids who are within a short range of you, right? And so because you are currently in some sort of non-physical Bioroid body, uh, you can also pick up on this conversation too. Uh, so Sam communicates wordlessly. 
I do not know. They had to physically bring me there for me to actually process this information. It must have been built from the, the start of this all. And, and where is Belvi? He was, he was trying to make a private call from a private office on that level. I see. Well, it's, it seems there's something there's some things the humans are keeping from us. Well, it appears so. Right now, Belvi has barricaded himself within the office. He can't seem to access any system while on that level. And so we haven't been able to unlock the doors remotely. I see. Well, take me to the 11th floor. Let's, let's see this for ourselves. Cole, while they're having this conversation, what are you doing? Uh, how are you feeling? I think Cole is being fairly quiet, but then when they start walking towards the elevator or whatever, he will just ask, um, Zed, right? Uh, so I communicate with him. I assume we can communicate telepathically as well. Yes, yes, my name is Zed. Uh, y- you've seen through my ruse. <laughs> uh, okay, Zed. Where are we? We we are on board the renewed, um, you, it, it's a space station uh, currently constructing the aspiration. I believe you're aware of this, or at least you know of it. Yeah, how did I get here? Your guess is as good as mine, but we'll have to run with this until we figure out what exactly is going on with you. He just shrugs. Okay. Very just exaggerated mechanical shrug. And Sam looks at him like, okay. (laughs) As we, uh, actually, Sam hasn't acknowledged this other Byroid unit, Zed. Um, Oh, yeah, no, I'm saying Sam looks at me because I just shrug out of nowhere. As we move to a different scene, Zed, let's actually have you kick off the first roll of the game. So allow me to set the stakes. Essentially, I mentioned earlier that you are taking on additional processing because of Cole, uh, which that's not really metagame. I, I think you could just you could do a self-diagnostic to tell that whatever program Cole is or whatever is happening with that is taxing your processors, right? And so you'll need to actually do a mental and focus in order to, I guess, basically from your point of view as, as a Bioroid, adjust some stuff, <laughs> close out the uh, solitaire game that you've had going for a while, yeah, uh, and all that stuff. Open up Task Manager yeah. and yeah, clear all that unnecessary processes. <laughs> yeah, so allow me to set the stakes, but you are going to be rolling uh, mental and focus, and feel free to look at your other stuff to see if they're maybe relevant while I am typing this up. Uh, very low stakes. I set the stake to four. So, yeah. 1d10, 1d10, and then advanced analytics would add a d8 to it? D8, yeah, unless okay. you want to gain that plot point. Triple sixes, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I, I unleash hell. Demons start appearing all over the, the space station. <laughs> so, totaling two sixes, let's see, total of 12... So what happens here actually is anytime you roll five or higher when raising the stakes, you earn a uh, what they call a big damn hero die. 
Uh, and basically this is a die that you just set off to the side. So you might want to know that on your sheet because you'll get okay. to keep it um, for longer than this episode. And the size of the die depends on the biggest die that I rolled against you, which was a D8. So your big name hero die is a D8. And anytime you want to roll that with your cool. dice pool, uh, and okay. you can roll it after you've already made the roll. Transition scenes here. I think we see the elevator opening. We we definitely see on off to the side of the elevator 11 uh, because this is the 11th level. And the elevator opens and Sam, Zed, and Cole, uh, you exit out from the lift here, followed by the two clones. And it definitely takes uh, Zed like... The reason why I had you roll... Uh, partly is because uh, Cole is being taxing on your system, but also this newfound information, this like barrier is being unlocked within you as you're processing the, the fact that there's an 11th floor. Uh, and that's why you're kind of being taxed there, which you you readily dealt with uh, with your internal processing. No one seems to have nose on, along your way here. Cole falling behind you. No one seems to be paying any mind to you and Sam just going about anyways uh, as leaders of this space station, right? So they, uh, Sam and the clones eventually lead you to an office that is uh, a good 100 yards away from this elevator. And this office is, uh, as Sam has already told you, locked. You don't seem to have natural admin rights to just unlock the door. Okay, but the clones assure you that uh, this is where mission representatives go when they do inspections on the renewed. Okay, so an order that I want to give Sam is to make sure that there are no external, essentially software updates on any of the bioroids on station. We're doing a total lockdown of any external information or potential uh, th things that might affect uh, bioroid functions. I don't know if they can remotely update us or what, but uh, we're, we're shutting that down. Sam sends you an acknowledgement of uh, your updated protocol, uh, your order. And while you're communicating this to Sam, one of the clones speaks up. Um, actually, uh, not one of the clones. Uh, Sam tells you about the status of uh, Cynthia Calhoun, who you've kept still in lockdown, right? All right, yeah. Right, and so this should actually sound familiar to Cole, uh, who's going to overhear this. Cole, if you recall, because uh, we haven't been recording that often, uh, Cynthia Calhoun is one of your doctors. Oh, is she the lady who's been giving me my meds? Trying to, yeah. You see... Gear is turning in Cole's mind, possibly literally. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think I, I think I see. Since I do see those gears turning in Cole's mind, I, I, I think I take an aside to Cole and I say, like, "What's going on? You, you seem to react to that information." Look, Zed, I don't particularly trust you, but given the situation I'm in, I, I'm gonna try to trust you anyway. Well, you are riding around in my brain right now. We're going to have to work together to some capacity. So my body right now is in the Reinhardt Research Hub. They're trying to do something to it. I don't know what. At this point, frankly, I don't care. I don't care if I 
have to stay in your head and walk around as a robot and never have my body again. I'm not going back there. Fair enough. But you have in your possession, I guess, someone from Reinhardt Research Hub. RHRH for short. How did you get them? And you're referring to Cynthia Calhoun? Yeah, she's my doctor. Or she was, I guess. Well, she is one of our clones. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. I say... So, so I say we... Uh, I want to keep moving on to uh, Carol Belvey. Uh, so so I, I guess Sam has brought us to the room in which he's uh, barricaded himself or has locked everyone out. Uh, so I go up to the door and I just call call in. Uh, Carol, are you in there? Once you go ahead and make a mental notice check, and uh, I actually just rolled a three for the stakes, so this should be super easy for you. So yet again, you get another big damn hero die. I love it. This one's going to be d six. I'm <laughs> really good at yeah, this. Yeah, because yeah, you're really heroic. As you uh, query the commission representative, you can hear a muffled, uh, a very muffled gunshot on the other side of this steel door. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> no. Oh shit. Cole, uh, would you kindly make me a notice and mental check? Sure. Uh, your stakes are currently set to nine. Looks like I got a two and a six. Uh, that's an eight. Okay. So, Cole, uh, you also know the same thing. Uh, you hear a very, very muffled gunshot on the other side of this door. Uh, what do either of you do? Sam and the clones uh, do not seem to have noticed this. Sam appears to just generally just be observing the surrounding area, uh, kind of standing off to the side on guard, making sure that no one approaches the door while you are trying to address the commissioner or commission representative. Does this place have security cameras then? To be honest with you, I, I, I just became aware of this specific part of the structure. We're, we're figuring that out. All right. I think uh, Zed doesn't much, like now he's lowered some of his barriers of sharing information with Cole because as far as he knows, Cole's stuck in his brain and who knows if Cole will ever get to leave. So <laughs> Cole, Cole is just like uh, imaginary friend of Zed's right now. Yeah. As an aside, I totally did not plan that. That was based off of your guys' decision. Just full 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 stop there i'm not trying to force you guys to stay together forever but that's just yeah this is how it pans out well i'd i'd say that it i'd say that it worked out relatively well could have gone worse i was in a really bad spot there yeah well yeah yeah going back to the game so cole looking around you do see that there are security cameras Zed, you also see this too, just checking out uh, the corridor here, that there are same cameras that are uh, positioned just as they would be in any other level, trying to minimize the blind spots that you have. You just kind of feel a gap, whereas you can normally just see or not even look in the direction of a security camera because you can normally just interface with that uh, remotely, right? 
Mm-hmm. This is definitely a gap in your mind. You don't have access to this. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Are there normally gunshots in this facility? Sometimes. Usually, we're the ones firing them. I, th- I think Cole's getting a peek into Zed's, like, internal monologue. I think externally he has a more <laughs> reserved, controlled demeanor, and <laughs> there's another side to him that Cole gets to see. I'll, I'll follow your lead. Okay. Zed communicates with Sam telepathically. We, we can't see these cameras, can we? Sam's reply is instant, and he says, No, unfortunately not. I've been trying to write a new subroutine to alleviate this issue i did not think we would have to break into our own ship's system but here we are so if we can't see these cameras someone else can um let's bring a team in here and let's uh physically destroy all of the cameras on this floor if you are going to be offloading this task to a remote team to work on then uh then yeah, I think we could be rolling for that. Um, if you're going to try to break through yourself, that's a different role. Uh, but you want to basically delegate this to Sam, who will basically assemble a team to get this to you, right? Yes. All right. I will say that your order to destroy all the security cameras on this floor only. Oh yeah, on this sure. floor, right? No, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I think this still surprises Sam to the point to where, even though you're communicating remotely, telepathically, as it were. He physically turns to look at you, and with his very plastic face, which again does not have any skin on it, but just has just enough animation to it, that he is giving you a very perturbed look as he raises an eyebrow. But nevertheless, he he dismisses, I think, the clones that had escorted you here, and he is or he himself is already on his way off of this level as you and him are beginning to realize. You don't have any external uh, communication outside of this level. He tells you that he's going to move to a different level to begin organizing this. Okay, so Sam and the clones are leaving. Leaving you, Cole, and someone with the smoking gun on the other side of that door. I guess I call out again. Carol? You okay? No answer. Okay. (laughs) So I thought... (laughs) Tell me about this door. How do we... I want to I see if I can maybe physically get into this door. Using the same, like, uh, communications, that, uh, same system that lo- allows you to do short-range communications, unlike a physical meat bag like Cole used to be, uh, you don't have to remove anything. You can just stand there and interface with the system with your near-field communication uh, device, right? I'll, I'll attempt hacking. I, I was wondering if, if I'm locked out of everything here, I was going to physically try to break it down. You're going to be making a mental and operate role, and I'm setting the stakes. Uh, so the way like teamwork works here too, Cole, if you want to get in on this, um, is Cole can actually lo- loan you a uh, his uh, die in, in, the, in that skill. Um, oh, let me do that. Uh, definitely for... At least mental, because I'm really good at both of those. Yeah, so you can only loan the skill die. Yeah, take my D12 for operate. Oh, nice. We got a lot of brain brain juice coming at this thing. All right, I set the stakes to 12. I got 16, right? Oh, no, it's 18. 
18, but you also rolled a jinx, ah. which I am I am going to give you a plot point for because I'm going to turn that into a complication. I think that was my die that gave you the jinx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Cole, like, you begin to... Cole's working against me. I'm just very disoriented from my new reality. Yeah, you're very disoriented. I think you're also making probably assumptions as to who designed this station because Reinhardt uh, Industries, as it was known back then, definitely had their hand in the construction of the station, but they weren't the only ones that that was contracted to build the station. There were other companies like the Goodson Foundation and uh, Haverton. Uh, but in any case, um, whoever designed this security code is one, like, right off the bat, you can tell that they're bad, but also good, if that makes sense. Like, this is awful. Like, it's the coding, the security coding for this is such a mess to your eyes, uh, Cole, that you made some uh, that forced you to make some assumptions that you realize is playing against you here because you made those assumptions but in any case the complication i want to buy and send to zed is uh as cole lends his assistance here and as you're trying to dedicate your processing power toward hacking this door which you are going to get open you actually you get another big damn hero die right <laughs> do i yeah you, yeah yeah, you do. Uh, so you're getting another big damn hero die, which is going to be a, a second D8. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the complication I'm going to give to you is a D6 complication, and you're going to put that on your okay. sheet that says uh, just overclocked. we got to find some liquid cooling. <laughs> yeah. Your motors are beginning to, like, overheat here a little bit, and uh, it takes you a few minutes to basically write a code on the fly to penetrate the, this mess of a security system. You break through, and the door finally uh, opens. I also want to point out here that there are the occasional bystanders. Is there anything you're specifically doing about that? Okay. Just like clones that are just wondering what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Going about their business when they come across, like, a biroid here. Okay, yeah. I think people, I think more, the longer that you've been here, I think more and more people are starting to realize, like, wait a minute, I've never seen a biroid here. Okay. Um, so the door opens. Okay. And sure enough, it opens to a very extravagant uh, office. It's the same size as your office. It's just bougie uh, compared to your very Spartan uh, office that you have a couple levels away, right? Uh, and this is evidently the same office that every commission representative uses when they come up for with their inspection teams or whatever they're doing. Sure enough, across the office, you see a chair and the back of the chair is turned toward you, but you can just barely make out the silhouette of Carol Belvey, who is staring out of the viewport here and has a way nicer view, uh, like a way more centered view of Janus and the gas planet than you do in your office. I think at his, like, one of his arms is dangling at his side, and a gun is clenched in that hand. So Zed goes over, and he inspects uh, Belvi, who I assume has a hole in his head, and he goes, his thought to himself, which I guess Cole is the only witness to, is, well, I guess some problems solve themselves. Cue music. 
all music and artwork featured on the show was brought to you by Solid, whose information can be found in the show notes. If you would like to stay up on the latest news for Starshot, follow us on Twitter at StarshotPod. We'll see you among the stars. Thank you.